RushOrderTees.com has been Philadelphia's number one custom apparel company since 2002. Whether you need one or a thousand shirts, Rush Order Tees can handle any order on any deadline. Start designing online today in their online design studio or give them a call at 1-800-620-1233. That's RushOrderTees.com, Philadelphia's home for custom apparel. And at this time, we're going to move on to our special guest tonight. Um, our special guest is Dave Marillies. Here he is. Dave, welcome to our show. And uh, Thanks really, for having me, Wayne. Really excited to have you. Great to be here. Um, you know, I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's one of these things where, you know, we, we, you know, we talk about, we get involved with so many people within the sports world, but one of our closest, one of our strategic partners at 76 Capital is Rubicon Talent, your company. And uh, you're one of the partners there, and I'm just really excited to have you on the show tonight. Well, it's great to be on. I'm glad you're doing this. You got some great momentum, and uh, hopefully, we can add to that and have some good, some good uh, chatter tonight. Well, you know, I, I shared with with you and uh, with our audience um, that you're a sports agent. You work with some of the top professional athletes in all of the world. Uh, you and your partners at, at, at Rubicon Talent. But before we get into all of that, I'd love to hear a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to college, um, just a little bit of background to hear a little bit more about, about who is Dave. Sure. And I'll give you, I'll let you know, this is a little unorthodox for me. I'm usually behind the scenes uh, and it's all, usually my clients being the subject of the interview, but uh, I'm happy to, to, to dive in. Um, should probably do more of it. And I grew up on Long Island on the North Shore. Uh, I went to John Glenn High School in East Northport and then uh, went to Penn State undergrad. And uh, after Penn State and studying abroad and traveling the world a little bit, I went to New York, worked at a law firm, uh, frankly, in the trust and estates department as a, a legal assistant and realized that I uh, did not want to be a lawyer. Uh, great experience for me living in New York, working at a, a great, uh, you know, high-powered uh, law firm as a legal assistant, just deer in the headlights, and I uh, had an opportunity, got an internship to work really at an agency uh, that was just starting up within its first year, and it was really more of a, a step back to take two steps forward, as I always like to say. It was going from a paid job working at a law firm to getting in the industry, just being an intern, and frankly, working for free. So that was my foot in the door. And uh, once I had the foot in the door, it was just a matter of uh, how fast and hard I could kind of run up the stairs. Amazing, amazing. And, and you know, I just think it, it's, it's interesting. I mean, you, you had this opportunity to, you know, start working with professional athletes. And I see on the screen right now, I think this is one of your current, or one of your current clients, right? It's a DeMarco Murray uh, Bose shoot, actually, that we did in Dallas when he was uh, probably 2014 or 15. Interesting, interesting. So, you know, you get to work with those types of athletes. But when you were first starting out, yeah, what, what was it like? I mean, tell, share with us a little bit. What was it like to, you know, have your first, get your first client? You know, yeah. how, did, how did that happen? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it's first, it's, it's important to kind of grow on all sides of the business. And by no means have I uh, finished growing. You know, I, we've always been on the representation side of, of marketing and broadcasting or coaching or um, Olympians, and it's always been off the field partnerships, whether it's business ventures, endorsements, 
and so on and so forth. So you can kind of grow two different ways. You can sell the company's existing assets and try to find deals for the players. And um, that was a big part of my growth early on, just scrapping around trying to find deals and learning how to sell and learning how to cultivate the Rolodex within sports. And then it was also cultivating relationships on the town side, figuring out ways to get in touch with, uh, with players. My first kind of signing was Bruce Smith, who was on his way into the Hall of Fame. It was 2006-ish, 2007, and he needed someone to help him with that. And uh, we jumped on that and had some early success. And my first active NFL player was DeMarco Murray. And uh, I don't want to say I got lucky, but he his career worked out. He went to the Cowboys as a third rounder and, and, and really took off. So sometimes it's got to be position yourself for some, some success. And sometimes it's uh, just keep your head down, keep working, and the good things, the good things will happen. I, I think it's important to know that, you know, I didn't even start on the NFL side. Actually, my opportunity within for my career was was within golf. And I started working within golf, which was a sport. I don't want to say it was foreign to me, but I wasn't a golfer. I didn't grow up playing a lot of golf. I played, but I wasn't a golfer. I wasn't. And uh, I recruited, learned how to recruit, learned how to sell on the PGA Tour, on the Nationwide Tour at the time. That's what it was called. And that helped me. And I recruited and signed guys. And that kind of gave me the confidence to go more to an area where I was probably more comfortable and more fit for, which was recruiting uh, NFL players and then eventually broadcasters within golf and like Dan Hicks and, and so on and so forth. Well, once again, this is uh, Wayne Kimmel on the 76 Capital Leadership Series. We have Dave Marilies, um, who is um, one of the partners at Rubicon Talent, and he's sharing with us his story of becoming a, an agent um, working in the in in the sports industry, and you know, you were talking about sort of recruiting players and what mm -hmm. that was like. Um, you know, let, let's let's go back to your. You said your first client was Demarco Murray. Yeah. Um, when when did you first meet Demarco, and where was he playing, and and how did that, yeah. how did that happen? Well, you know, the rules are forever changing. They kind of change with new CBAs. They're changing now as um, each state starts to change laws that NCAA athletes will, you know, or amateur athletes will be able to earn. But to go back to 2010, um, and this is an image right here of two of my longtime clients, DeMarco and Emmanuel, at a photo shoot, I believe. Um, you know, with DeMarco was a highly touted running back coming out of a big time school. Um, it's not always the, I, you know, I'm not an expert recruiter. I don't, any, no one is, right? There's some people who obviously have more success um, at it than others. But I can tell you that it's all relationships and you either start a relationship with the kid and figure out a way to, to cultivate the relationship with, with the kid in a, in a professional manner or you start with the family. Because typically um, a 19-year-old, 20-year-old, 21-year-old, depending on the sport, whether it's golf or gymnastics or NFL, you're not going to have um, – it should be a family affair. So you cultivate a relationship with the player, but you also start with the family. So we, uh, I reached out to DeMarco's dad, uh, Kevin Murray, and cultivated a relationship with him. And, you know, you have all those phone conversations. You send over your materials, which is not uncommon. And it's uh, usually the, every family trims it down to the final three or four. And then you have your final meetings. You go to the bowl games and went to DeMarco's bowl game, um, Fiesta Bowl. 
and shortly after, you know, met him and signed him. So we were fortunate that he chose us. It's a very competitive landscape, but uh, it was a, he's still a client and, as you know, a uh, investor in uh, 76 Capital. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get into that. We'll definitely get in. And he's also, um, you know, it's it's really interesting. He's, he's also now a coach, right? So you yeah. take him through his, his whole career. Yeah, DeMarco's, um, he's been a great client. You know, I would say we look for a specific kind of player and person um, and not necessarily in that order, but really someone that gets it up here and wants to apply themselves. And I think DeMarco it was someone that even though it, it, it isn't necessarily he isn't the most outward facing guy um, that is uh, announcing everything he does on his Instagram and, and streaming live. He knew that he had the, the ability to take advantage of what the platform of being a skilled position in the NFL offers and being a running back and then being a cowboy on top of that. So he decided to split his contract and his marketing. He hired the best in each and Bill Johnson, his contract agent, he hired, he hired us as his marketing. And that was his team as, along with his finance, his whole career. And DeMarco um, had some on-field success. He played, he earned his money and he was smart. He was 30 years old and in his mind, he wanted to, you know, be able to walk around with his kids when they were older. And, and he was certainly starting to feel the effects of the game and didn't want to play for, you know, uh, less than a certain amount of money. So he walked away healthy, young, seven years in the league, earned a, a good chunk of change. And three weeks later, he was in position with Fox to broadcast college football games, which I don't want to say is unheard of, but um, he prepared himself well and uh, put himself in position to uh, to get a job working for Fox doing games um, and having that job three to four weeks after you retire unexpectedly in July um, is a tribute, is a testimony to the work that he and we put into TV. He enjoyed that, that one year stint, but I really think he had and has an itch to scratch and he loves coaching. So he did a year with Kevin Sumlin in Arizona and as soon as the opportunity presented itself, he obviously ran back, no pun intended, to, to OU and is now the running back coach at Oklahoma. And uh, I think he really feels at home. He loves Norman and they love him. And Lincoln Riley is obviously an ultra talented guy, so he can really learn and maybe be the uh, offensive coordinator or head coach there. So we've been with him every step of the way. He obviously didn't need me to open the door at OU, but we kind of help uh, along the way whenever he – he needs it. So, you know, I, I think, you know, and a little bit going a little bit deeper with, with DeMarco, right? So yeah. what are some of the other things that you, you know, you, you were there for him, you were, you helped open doors, you did all these things as, as a, as an agent, but what about from, from the marketing side of the Yeah, game? I think it's important to plant your seeds um, throughout your career and, and DeMarco bought into that and he probably would, uh, bust my chops saying that I would always say that, you know, and, and that you, the people you meet now, even as a rookie, a second year, third year, fourth year, fifth year, sixth year, seventh year guy. And I still say that to an Emmanuel Sanders who's going into his 11th year. They could be someone you work with post career and you don't know when your career will be over. So he planted a lot of seeds. He, when he did his media for pit, you know, when he did paid branded media tours and we did the car wash at ESPN, you know what? It took 15 minutes extra to go down the hall and, and, and meet with the executives. So he bought into that. DeMarco also had, um, he's passionate about things that he 
uh, he wants to be in business on things that he's passionate about, like everyone else. So health, he's very health conscious. So we were able to get him in with um, to, to, with Chopped, which is a health food salad, creative salad company, which he's ultra passionate about. They happen to be starting um, in, in Nashville, and he was able to get involved with that. Obviously, we introduced him to you guys. He quickly jumped in and, and thought it was a great opportunity to plant several seeds with a lot of different companies within the 76 Capital Fund. He's been involved in multiple other investments, e-commerce uh, company called Fanprint, which is uh, essentially they make t-shirts and fan soft goods, fanware, and they have a great technology. So he has five or six different uh, companies within his portfolio, some private, some public, um, that he re retains and, and uh, puts time into and uh, hopes that they can cultivate into companies similar to the ones that 76 Capital is involved in. I appreciate appreciate you, you you making that introduction. He's just such a such a good person, and uh, you know, as we spend a lot of time with, at, with you know in Las Vegas where he grew up, um, yeah. you know, he's he's uh, he's the man. There's no doubt uh, when you talk, when you walk around that town. Yeah, you know, growing up in Vegas, I think he got it a lot. The uh, wait, did you really grow up in Vegas? Like people think you grew up in the Strip. You don't even go to the Strip until you go to college and come back and people are like, let's go to the strip. But yeah, his dad was in law enforcement and self-employed uh, after 20 years of law enforcement and a uh, really hardworking man. And, and he has six brothers and sisters. He's the baby and he's taking care of uh, everyone he can, including his own family. And uh, he's uh, young and healthy and, and headed in the right direction. So look, every client's different. There's no, we don't have a template. What we try to do is learn from each client what they, who they are, and what we've done for Demarco could be different. What we do for Greg Olson or George Kittle or Emmanuel Sanders or, or yeah. Eric. Ingram. I see him over your shoulder. Let's let's get into that a little bit. So yeah. right before we jump into this next section, I just we'll, we'll really sort of talk about you and your partners at Rubicon, um, and this and this section of our our Seven Six Capital Leadership Series is brought to you by Nerd Street Gamers, Nerd Street Gamers, and their local host camps. You know, so if you have a son or daughter, which you do, uh, but they're a little young, they need to be 10 to 18, Dave. But um, if you're mm -hmm. between the ages of 10 and 18, they can attend one of our esports camps. Yes, you can actually go to nerdstreetgamers.com and, and your kid could go to camp this summer virtually and play games like Fortnite and Overwatch and more. So if you want to learn more about having your kid become a, a super esports or video game player, Go to nerdstreetgamers.com and you can learn more about our camps. I mean, one great point of all that is it's amazing. You know, one of the things, Dave, and I, you, you and I talk about a lot with, within the world of esports is how much the athletes love it. Love it. So what's incredible is there are over 200 colleges and universities out there that offer scholarships to kids. So if you're good enough to in, in video games, you could actually get a scholarship to college just like being someone who's like the guy over your shoulder, Eric Ebron, and go play football in college. Pretty yeah, the funny thing is Ebron's a huge gamer. And I think, one, a lot of these guys grow up playing video games like any other kid. But two, you forget that football players or any athlete don't in college don't always have that. And don't get me wrong. Um, it's just not that typical college experience where Friday night you're always going out. You, know, you might have a game on Saturday, right? So you're not going out at all. You may miss out on things. So there is a culture of, of a lot of these players playing in their hotel rooms, on the road. Um, and games are now obviously incredibly entertaining that you can watch them even if you're not playing. So 
I would say of the 15 plus active NFL players we, we represent, more than half of them are playing, maybe 65%, 60, 70% are playing and streaming on a variety of platforms. Uh, we have some that are more um, intense than others. You mentioned Nerd Street, Emmanuel Sanders, obviously um, an investor and spokesperson and, and, and uh, partner in, in Nerd Street. Um, he's playing all the time and he, he won. He can, I think a lot of players think it's a way for them to stay competitive, but get away from their main sport, which, um, so it's, it's a nice balance and, uh, obviously something you can do anywhere as long as you have connectivity, but yeah, yeah no, I think it's great. So I think, I think one of the things that, you know, I'd love to love to jump into is, is when you, you know, to tell the story of, you starting Rubicon Talent with, with sure. your partners, and, and so you know, really kind of talk about how that how that all came about. Sure, um, you know, I we mentioned I had started um, at an agency that was small and had four owners, and um, it grew for 13 years. It became another company, and uh, it was a great run. I learned a lot, and the four guys I worked for, I'm forever in, indebted to in, in a sense that they brought me under their wing and, and taught me and. Then we all hit the ground running together. Uh, we were able to, um, at the right time, we left and we all actually kind of left at similar times and we were able to start Rubicon uh, several months after the fact. And uh, we had several clients that chose to you know, come with us. And uh, we started over in 2017, mid-February. And it's uh, we hit the ground running. We keep the foot on the gas the, the entire time. You know, it's a it's a work hard, play hard mentality, so to speak. But we try to surround ourselves with you know good people. It starts with the clients, and it also starts with the people within the company. Um, I think you know, becoming a business owner, you care a lot more about the HR and human resources element. So I've learned a lot about that. But you know, our industry of representing talent, whether you're on the contract agent side or marketing or frankly on the financial side, it lends itself to being entrepreneurial. It's not uncommon for talent reps to leave at a certain point and go start their own, um, their own group. Uh, usually the client has an opportunity to kind of choose, uh, you know, what happens and you figure out an amicable and uh, an amicable resolution. And we started so, you guys. So it was you, Peter, John and Brandon, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Like, what sure. so we, we were all everyone had different, everyone had different skill sets in different parts right. of the industry, right? We had all previously worked together for a while, and um, over a course of uh, over over a course of a period of time, we had all left that agency as it was going through some change, and it no longer exists. But we were able to retain our own clients and bring them um, essentially. Uh, let them know where we would be, and they kind of came along. And we hit the ground running with those clients, and we signed several new ones. And you know, from Cole Beasley to George Kittle to Christian Coleman, you know, we've probably added a, a dozen clients since, and we've added a lot of corporate clients and started some new divisions as well. So we all have different skill sets. I worked a little bit more in football with Peter Raskin. You have uh, John Salant who has a, a deep background in football and basketball and also handles our finances and um, Brandon Swabel, who, who focuses more on Olympics, but has extensive experience in a variety of others. Um, so we, we all work collaboratively 
you know, together. And we also have our areas of expertise where we feel certain people are deeper and, um, you know, that's kind of how, how we balance it in the same way with the way we, we you know, we hire and, and bring in new talent as far as employees. Yeah, it's, it's really impressive the way you, you handle um, the business as well as, you know, how you and your team are, are, are viewed in, in the, in the community. I mean, one, you know, I think it's, it's something that, you know, when we talk to people within the, the sports agency industry and in the world, um, you, you and your team are, are very well respected and, and it's, it's amazing working with you um, and, and doing all the things that we do. So mm-hmm. you know, what, what has it been like, you know, so you, you know, let's, before we get into what it's been like kind of working with you and um, um, on the, um, on the on, on the seventy six capital side and what we've right. been able to do, um, how how has the um, the business itself? You've grown the business. It's gone from just being right. on a, on the sports marketing side of things, but you've also now created a live division and a partnership division. Sure. Talk about how the how that growth has has happened. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, we've as I mentioned, we've always been on the talent side, representing the talent, and with that, you are we're doing the brand deal. So any from Verizon to Visa and everything in between and Nerd Street and all these other companies we work with. Our Rolodex, our sweet spot, are not the general managers at the NFL teams. It's the vice presidents of marketing at the brands or at different organizations or, frankly, at different agencies that are spending on behalf of the brands. So the, you know, the, the, the point of starting, you know, of knowing your relationships, I feel, is an, an advantage to us. And we know that our relationships are not just working with talent. A lot of the relationships, the same person that you go and do the George Kittle Bud Light deal is probably the same person that's also doing the Bud Light deal for all 32 NFL teams, right? So having those existing relationships, typically on a very high level with the athletes, has opened doors for us to start new divisions. And we have a partner, Andrew Zinberg, who, who came on and we've started a, essentially a property sales and uh, business representing the New York Red Bulls, USA Gymnastics, a variety of other properties and helping them traditionally with their sponsorship sales, having nothing to do with talent, just being a sales arm for that. Um, we're able to open doors with our relationships with talent and really create some cross-pollination with the sales groups at those different organizations. Um, and that's in a variety of different verticals. So helping different companies with their revenue generation is one. The other is um, Hillary Dresner, who runs Rubicon Live. And she, Hillary's been a longtime uh, media and event, large-scale event and experiential producer. And she has worked for Time Inc. and cultivated Sports Illustrated uh, Swimsuit and uh, Time Magazine, which which left Time Inc. years ago and has those two clients as well as some massive Super Bowl parties that she works on. So she's got a, a great business that she runs and is, is actually had to pivot quite a bit in the last three months. And she's doing that. Uh, we're doing that and, and with her uh, quite well. So everyone's had to change. And, uh, you know, our athletes are involved in these events. I've had DeMarco Murray and Emmanuel Sanders, some of our clients are in Eric Ebron in a lot of the Sports Illustrated events. Um, so we, we're we part of the events, athletes are often part of the events. You get to learn people who run these events 
and figure out other um, economic kind of engines and revenue streams. So with these events, not only are we hired to produce them and consult and procure, but there could be talent opportunities and there's also sales opportunities within the event. So it's just trying to build other revenue streams within our you know, existing sphere and, and of, uh, of relationships. Yeah, that's amazing. It's amazing what you've been able to do. I mean, in such a short amount of time, how you've grown the business and, and then you have some amazing partnerships, right? So, I mean, I think one of the things that would be great to share with our, with our audience today yeah. uh, is, is your partnerships. Um, and, and first well, starting with, with the Montag group and, and yeah. what it's been like working with, with, I mean, the legendary Sandy Montag. Yeah, sure. Look, when we started Rubicon, um, we wanted to have a, a, a differentiator, and we, we we feel we have that. We also wanted to be able to grow with our clients every step of the way, and a lot of players um, that are on the more on the retired side or even towards the end of their career will tell you, "Hey, I wish I would have hired a marketing specific marketing rep early on, or someone to really manage instead of having their agent do that, where they're a core agent." Um, functionality is typically to handle their contract and on-field stuff. And as the business off the field has grown, special, being specialized is that much more important. We noticed that our clients, like the ones we've mentioned, were constantly getting, um, one, different opportunities to come their way that needed to be vetted. Um, so when we started Rubicon, we wanted to, one, be able to grow with our clients. And we were doing a lot of broadcast deals there's two clients right there, Mark Ingram and Eric Ebron at NFL House at this past Super Bowl in Miami. Um, so we wanted to be able to grow with them. Part of that is a lot of our clients have post-career ambition in getting into broadcasting. It's a very competitive landscape. Some of the big Hollywood agencies um, are probably some of the leaders, along with Sandy Montag and, and the Montag Group, who do a great job. And some of what we wanted to have a partnership in place that we knew that as our clients like DeMarco or Greg Olson or Emmanuel Sanders who want to get into broadcasting, they have best in class um, representation. So we have that partnership and it's great. We also work with their clients and handle and, and uh, a lot of the sales and marketing uh, and brand development for their clients and, and sourcing deals. So it's a nice uh, symbiotic partnership. Um, other image you have up here was McCole Hardman. He's a, a new client who just won the, uh, the Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs. So, uh, you know, we, so that was, that was one thing that we wanted to have. We wanted to be able to grow with them. And while, you know, I've, um, we have several clients that we've done broadcasting, we've done lots of broadcasting deals over our career. We, we also um, know that the Montag group is doing it at a very high level and they have over a hundred, maybe 150 broadcast clients, including, you know, from Scott Van Pelt to Mike Tirico and, very high, doing it at a very high level. So it's been a great partnership, and um, you know, it's uh, they're a good group to work with. It's, it's similar to our partnership with you guys. We felt, you know, and I don't know if this is your next question, but I'll get right into it. Our partnership with you guys was strategy, and it was uh, a, a difference, a difference, uh, a point of difference for us. And in when not just I, a lot of our clients would come to us and say, "Hey, so and so has this investment opportunity." As you know, Wayne, we needed a way to professionally vet out these opportunities. And uh, we are looked at as not just brand builders, but also revenue generators for our clients. And oftentimes contract agents want to stay away from anything venture. 
because it's a, it's a, there is risk. We all know that there's some risk. And a lot of the contract agents, it's smart for them to just kind of stay out of that and work, work on what they work on, do what they do best and not focus on that. We would often get it because marketing and there's a little more creative elements. We can look at it from a certain angle, but we don't do what you guys do. Right. So we felt that there was a gap in the industry and the big agencies aren't going to look at it. The big banks that represent a lot of these players for their finances don't want to look at it or they're not allowed to. So for us having you guys to not only vet out opportunities but also open your rolodex to us and create that cross-pollination that everyone wants that relationship that that you know one plus one equals three so to speak that's what what we're we're looking for and that's i think what we get out of our partnership with you guys and learning more about your portfolio companies look sometimes you guys introduce us to companies that you don't invest in. Sometimes it's companies that you do invest in. Sometimes our clients will invest with you guys. There's a lot of different things that can happen, as you know. Um, so it's um, we're really pleased with the way we set up the structure. And frankly, a lot of the venture is not for the guys coming out of college or a 17-year-old golfer that may turn pro early. It, it's usually for someone that's a little bit more mature and, and understands it the way we talked about earlier. Planning your next corporate event or need branding apparel for your business? RushorderTees.com is Philadelphia's home for custom apparel. Rush Order Tees can handle any order on any deadline. Give them a call today at 1-800-620-1233 or start designing online in their state-of-the-art design studio at RushorderTees.com. You know, so in, in our partnership, and I, I think it's really been been great to see, you know, what's how we've been worked together with you and Pete and and John and Brandon and, and just the, the whole team. I mean, you know, I, it's it's been it's been great watching the team grow um, and, and, and also, you know, sort of see what has happened with um, you know, how we've worked with some of your um, some of the talent that you represent. So you've mentioned Emmanuel Sanders, yeah. Nerd Street Gamers. Um, Emmanuel's a big gamer and he was able to develop this relationship because we kind of put it together where you had Emmanuel and I had, you know, the CEO of, of Nerd Street Gamers, John Fazio, and the two of them have really hit it off. They're both gamers. They, yeah, they, now we don't, they don't even need us anymore. <laughs> I, he tells me all the time, you know, he's just, he just plays, you know, and Look, they bonded over video games, you know, apex legends and playing video games. And it's a great relationship. It's, it's definitely um, one of his all time favorite uh, relationships that he has. And it's, it's one of those deals that you do that you doesn't feel like a deal. It doesn't feel forced. And it's it, for him. One, not only is he, you know, invested in the long term, but he enjoys it day to day. So when I tell him, hey, we're going to do something with Nerd Street, it, he's ready to go. But it, it's also like, hey, what's the next thing we can do with them, right? So he's playing these games. He's 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 involved. He's bonding with his son, his teammates, the Nerd Street team. And frankly, when he got hurt with the Achilles, he had just signed the Nerd Street deal, and he was able to stream, you know, and send the video out through Nerd Street, you know, three days after. So it was a pretty cool. Uh, way to kick off the uh, the partnership, and and uh, if anyone's following uh, Nerd Street, they're they're kicking butt. So it's been really cool to watch your companies grow, um, you know, as well. 
it's it's been a lot of fun to watch that. And you also, you guys, as we're saying, you're growing, and you this this was a during the NFL draft this year. Um, you you have a new a new client. We do. Want to talk about? Yeah, sure. So uh, very fortunate that he um, he's he's coming. He's been around success uh, quite quite a bit, and going to be around more success, being that he's going from LSU, the national champs, to Kansas City Chiefs, the uh, Super Bowl champs. But uh, Clyde's a great kid. Uh, he's got a great work ethic and mentality. It's uh, it's unfortunate that with the pandemic, we really haven't been able to spend a ton of time with him since he. He started, um, you know, since he kind of signed up along as a Rubicon client. But, you know, when you sign a rookie, a lot of it's getting them assimilated. And, and the first couple of uh, months, it's all about combine prep and, and getting drafted. And there's some things you can do pre-draft and there's some things you can. And as things slowly uh, kind of open up, there'll be more opportunity. This will be a, uh, a tough off season for just about everyone. But... Clyde, we're very excited about his opportunity. He's got he's a big time threat on the field and, and off the field. He has a lot of uh, capabilities as well. He's a really talented guy with a lot of really interesting hobbies. Um, some that I've never even heard of or experienced, like frogging. So, well, we'll we'll learn about it, I'm sure. And then and then you you know you also brought on this guy, you know another yeah. another champ. You know? These are, are two. Uh, Two new signings this offseason that we're very proud about. McColl is a guy uh, out of Georgia, one year um, in the league. Obviously uh, had some early success making a Pro Bowl uh, on the Chiefs and winning a Super Bowl. And I think, um, you know, he's a guy that you mature a lot your first year in any professional sport. And I think he probably realized that he wanted to uh, build more of a team and uh, we were fortunate to link up with him pre-Super Bowl. And right after the Super Bowl, we uh, – we signed him and we've uh, hit the ground running as hard as we can. And once again, uh, we're, we're live here on Wednesday night. We're live on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and on, on YouTube for our 76 Capital Leadership Series. We have, you know, sports agent and, and great guy, Dave Marilies, um, who's just who's, who's sharing with us you know, sort of the ins and outs of what it really means to be a, a sports agent. And one of the things that I'd love to, 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 to touch on is, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about DeMarco Murray. He played for three different, you know, NFL teams. And now you have, you know, the guy over your shoulder, Eric Ebron, who, you know, has also now, you know, he's now on his third 13. team. <laughs> um, and he's with the the Steelers. This going to be the Steelers this year. Um, what's that? What's that been like, you know, for him? And how? what's your, the relationship that you have with him when he when he hears that he's going from one city to the other? Yeah. How do you deal with that. I don't think it's ever easy. I think a lot of NFL players and NBA and any sport, frankly, know that it's part of the gig, but it doesn't necessarily make it easy. These guys work really, really hard. Um, they put their heart and soul into these games and through leading up to the games. And that's what a lot of people don't see. So anytime there's so much passion and emotion, there's always going to be um, some passion and emotion when there's a big decision, right? So Ebron, um, top 10 pick, uh, huge, huge personality, lots of potential on and off the field. Um, he'd be the first person to tell you that maybe he didn't live up to the potential that he he felt he had in, in Detroit. I think he had some glimpses of it, but he also struggled and um, had showed some signs, but it didn't work out. He found really found himself in Indy. Um, 
had a record break-in type of year with Andrew Luck at the quarterback position. And that changed quickly, as everyone knew. You know, last year, everyone knows, last year that uh, was taken from him. And he had a solid year with Jacoby, but he was playing with a lot of injuries. And and I think he knew that the, he would he'd be, he was done with the Colts and wanted to test for agency. Now he's at he's out in Pittsburgh with a great organization, and he gets another start with um, a franchise that – really knows how to win and, and operate first class. So it's a great opportunity for him. He's got two beautiful young kids and a wife that uh, he loves dearly. And he's spending a lot of time with them home and playing golf and stuff right now. And all my guys are just training and enjoying their time with their family and waiting for the call when they can go back to the facility and, and start training. But for us on the business side, now we're pitching him in Pittsburgh. We're continuing to pitch him into all the NFL sponsors and, and, and uh, of course, you know, other brands that he is authentic to. So um, Ebron's a great guy, and, and you know, we, uh, we're excited for him to be on the Steelers. Yeah, that's amazing. And you have another, um, another one of your um, uh, athletes is also on the Steelers as well, right? Yeah, Kenny Snell, the running back. Exactly. So we've uh, – the offseason is always interesting. This has been even more interesting for all the, the obvious reasons. But it's uh, – we haven't stopped – you know, working, we just had to reinvent the wheel a little bit more and 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 audible to um, virtual signings and, and all kinds of things like we're doing right now. And uh, one of our clients is Emmanuel Sanders, who who has a technology called FanGage, um, which is a pretty cool company that is a digital autograph experience that basically we could we could be on a video platform like this. If I opened up my iPad. I have my iPad right here. I can sign autographs on the iPad and send it back to you in real time. And I can autograph any photo that you want to send me. So it's a, it's a really cool technology. We're starting to work with them and help them open some doors with brands and teams and um, the virtual events for our, our chefs and for our, our other clients, our athlete clients and on air talent has really taken off as well. The virtual uh, brands are, are adjusting and, and starting to audible so to speak. Yeah, it's really interesting what, what Emmanuel's been, been doing. I mean, FanGage is a is a great thing that he's that he's been working with, and, and you, you see it sort of all over the internet. I mean, um, so just going back to sort of a, a question, really for you and, and as as an agent, right? So when your players um, leave one city and go to another city, yeah. does that does, you know how does that work? I mean, you, you do does it open up new opportunities for you? Does yeah. it, you know, how, how does that how does that play out? I mean, you had you have Mark Ingram, yeah. Ingram let, went to a different place this year. Ebron went somewhere else. Emmanuel Sanders is now down in New Orleans. Yep. It's you got a lot of movement. What is that like? It's, it's, it's inevitable. You can never get too attached. You know, I went from having Demarco Murray as best player in the league. You know, running back, breaking all these records with the Cowboys, and and he's gone the next year. So sometimes it's you put in or Emmanuel Sanders, who won a Super Bowl, was there for you know, six or five or six years. And then he, so you, there's a lot of equity that they have in the town, especially if you're a guy like Emmanuel, who, who his charity is very, um, that's actually his charity event, um, ES10 Foundation. So, you know, if you really are ingrained in the community, it's tough. Again, a part of the business, but you keep those old relationships. Obviously, we're not, he's not, we're not marketing him in Denver as much anymore. And then you build new ones. Um, he had a really interesting year coming off a, an Achilles 
two months earlier than usually any doctor would ever tell you to. Um, and then he played 17 straight games and then went to the Super Bowl. He didn't have a bye week, and he's maintained his health. He has incredible work ethic. But Emmanuel has been on three different teams in the last year. Now we're starting to you know, recultivate those relationships we had from the Reggie Bush years when he was in New Orleans or Mark Ingram years when he was in New Orleans. So you have a built-in relationships with a lot of the team sponsors. And then, of course, you have the national sponsors for the bigger name players that can get those deals. And then you have, um, you know, this is an Emmanuel Sanders deal that we had, probably one of the best deals we've ever done. Um, Emmanuel still friends with the, the CEO of, of Ortho Colorado, a great guy named Jude Torsia, who's, believe it or not, a, a Steelers fan living in Denver. So they had so much to connect over uh, that we ended up going out on a, a golf trip. I think this was for um, uh, uh, rescue workers. So, you know, Mando's a guy that really gets ingrained into the community, um, similar to a Greg Olson or a George Kittle and, and, and uh, he has a, a great time doing it. So I think it really comes easily um, to him and he's able to kind of uh, benefit from enjoying it, so to speak. Well, this is really, this is such an, an interesting, one of my favorite, you know, 76 Capital Leadership Series. Love to hear about all the things that you're doing, Dave. You know, I'll talk forever. It's fine. No, but it, it, <laughs> it, it, it's it's awesome. It's awesome to hear. I mean, and, and one of the things we haven't touched on yet, you mentioned George Kittle, who's a big fan of the WWE, a big wrestling guy, right? But now, um, you know, you are also working with the WWE and helping yeah. them. Um, which is, I think, is is a really exciting. That's great. Uh, you're becoming quite the uh, the host, Wayne. You know, it's really interesting that the way that worked out, and we've had George Kittle for you know well over a year, and we just started working with the WWE in March. Um, but you know, George is a really interesting guy. He's never had a bad day in his life. You know, and and the cliches about him are all true. He's just a great guy and and has a uh, a really, really strong mind, um, and obviously some some major talent as as well. Um, but all his success is happening for a reason. Um, he's just a high energy guy that wants doesn't matter you know anything. Doesn't care about his personal stats. He just wants the team to win, right? And he's a real leader. He loves the WWE. I think he has his whole life, and he's somehow just become synonymous with it. And um, he's been on some of their programming and. And we got more coming for sure. But uh, he's a hardcore fan. He's not like checking in on WrestleMania. It's a it's a four weekend event for him, and I love him for it. And uh, we look forward to doing more, you know, uh, with George and the WWE. What we're doing now with the WWE actually is is helping them cultivate their talent and their brand deals. So the WWE, as everyone knows, is an incredible, incredible entertainment property. Um, and their superstars have incredible social reach and engagement that, frankly, um, as much as I love the other sports, blows away the numbers of any NFL player. The 19th most followed WWE player is, has what Odell Beckham has. It's, it's unbelievable. Their, their fan base is incredibly ardent, incredibly engaging. George is the prime example of that. Um, the fanatical and the engagement that they get. And they also 
can create content as well as, as anyone else. So it's a really a turnkey model. We're helping them cultivate their talent and sell and, and create brand partnerships for them, same way we do with our athletes. And uh, it's, it's been great. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm really excited to see, you know, what you do as, as an agency and how you work with the superstars at WWE in the future. I mean, it's 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 going to be exciting to see it. And, and yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's I'm unreal, unreal. So when you talk about brand deals, I mean, has there been one deal you know, like in your whether it's in your career or you, what you think is kind of the best deal that's ever been done? Yeah, well, I'll. I'll give you one of each. The best deal I think's ever been done, and then I'll, and then the the best deal, one of my favorite deals that we've done recently. Oh, maybe I'll list a few, but I mean, best. I think the best brand deal is is probably the John Madden football game deal. I don't know if anything could ever match that. Um, maybe Michael Jordan Jordan brand, but that's more of an ownership thing now. Uh, but that that game. Is is, has, is is bigger than I don't want to say bigger than John, but it, it really is, is is something that I don't think he even thought, or Sandy when they put the deal together, or EA Sports ever thought would become what it is. So to me, because of the length and probably the, the creativity and the amount of money that he's probably made over time, and the amount of people that they've reached because of esports has blown up so much. I just don't know if there's another deal that could be compared to that. I, I'm sure that's a great debate. Um, maybe there's something that, you know, that I'm, I'm not thinking about, but that would be one of my favorites. That's a tremendous deal. I mean, for Sandy Montag and, and it's, it's a, it's the, the gift that just keeps giving, you know, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's remarkable. So I would say that I'm sure there's others that are similar. Um, you know, I, three kind of come to my mind. I like the record, the new deal, something that someone hasn't done. The players like that too. You know, years ago, it was, um, and this was pre-Rubicon, but it was the Reggie Bush Red Bull deal that Brandon Swibel, my partner, did. Uh, you go, shameless plug. Oh, yeah. And I'm a, I'm, I'm a sugar-free guy. And um, that was the first time Red Bull had done a team sport player. Uh, this year, George Kittle became the first NFL active player ever to do uh, a Bud Light deal and be, or, or, and be featured with an NFL beer sponsor. And what's even cooler is that we shot that during the pandemic from home. His sister, his dad, his wife handled makeup and production, and it was it was uh, it was Bud Light. Their very talented agency um, produced it essentially remotely. So that aired during the during the uh, the draft this year, and it was a he's their first national spokesperson. And frankly, I. Don't think there's a better fit for a brand than George Kittle and Bud Light, right? He loves it. They love it. And hopefully we have a lot more good things to come. Um, I would say a good local deal is the Marcus Lattimore Select Health deal. That's one of my favorites. Marcus was a guy that came out of South Carolina, was going to be a top 10 pick, and uh, blew out his knee 2013, one of the most horrific college injuries you'll ever watch. Uh, was drafted, but in the fourth round and never made it. But he has retained this deal with um, Select Health of South Carolina with this program, First Choice Fit. He was a public health major, um, and it's a community-based deal that he still retains now, uh, which is a true testament to his character and everything that he does in that, within that community. And even while he's maintained a relation uh, coaching for for uh, 
for Will Muschamp uh, at South Carolina. So that was a really special deal that he has and has maintained for six plus years. That's almost seven years now um, doing all sorts of youth camps and, uh, and campaigns encouraging uh, kids from low economic um, uh, families and, and, and areas to just honestly get wellness checks. So it's uh, Marcus is a great guy. He's a, a, a true testament to the kind of clients that we want to have. And even though he's career didn't take off as a pro, we still work with him and he still helps us and we still help him. That's tremendous. That's tremendous. Well, you know, this is, we're going to kind of going heading to our sort of last segment of, of the, of the seven six capital leadership series. And, and this segment, it's it really, it's an ex- going to be hopefully a really exciting segment. We're calling it our, our fast, uh, pitch segment, which is this this uh, this week is being brought to you by Diamond Kinetics. Diamond Kinetics is the baseball and softball technology company out there. So if you're a young person and you want, you know, one of these one of these softballs right here, there's actually technology inside of this ball, um, and uh, it's pretty amazing to uh, to see that you can what when you throw this thing or. You know, and, and you're able to see the velocity and the spin rate. But this is a softball, obviously. We have the baseball back here as well. But really amazing to see what you're able to do with that company. They're also doing some really special things around Father's Day. So there's a Father's Day challenge coming up. So go to uh, diamondkinetics.com to more, learn more about that and all the great things that they're doing in the baseball and softball industries. So with this fast pitch, you know, a couple questions real quickly for for Dave as we wrap up this our, our 76 Capital Leadership Series tonight. Um, when you think about this idea of, um, you know, what would you, what would you say so far in your career has been the the number one thing that you've been able to do, or the proudest moment that you've had as as being a, a sports agent? Uh, it's tricky. I mean, uh, I don't know if I have one moment. I mean, if I had to give one moment personally, it would be you know starting my own company. Um, but I don't know if that is the, the the moment where you get the feeling. You know, what's special about what we do is, you know, I grew up a sports fan, and I'll be honest, I'm less of a fan now than I was when I was a kid. But that doesn't mean I appreciate it any less. So there's often moments where, you know, you become a little jaded with the access you have and, and spending time with people that are celebrities, quote unquote, and that's great and all, but it's really more about the effort you put in and then like anything else, the result. So when, whether it's working on a week long golf tournament and at the end of the golf tournament, early on in my career, you're just so tired and that exhausted feeling, but it's over and we made it to the other end, that moment, right? Which got me into the business that without that tournament, I never get in. Or when your client wins, you know, MVP or player of the year or the Super Bowl, and you see their joy and they give you that thank you, that, that that's all you want. Yeah, we're gonna make money together and that's great and build your brand and all that, but the thank yous, the gratitudes are like those moments. So I have a handful and I've been, I've been lucky. I've had several players win the Super Bowl you know, from a variety of players win the Super Bowl and then Heisman's and stuff like that. So you you count those blessings. You hope they they come back, and um, you're also going to have times where they lose, and you have George Kittle and Emmanuel Sanders on the same team, and they lose. So uh, you never know what's going to happen. But the proudest moments, I would say, are, are really the ones that 
that really come through the clients, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's so much happening in, in across the whole, the whole sports industry right now as, as sports are coming back and, you know, there's the deals and there's just, there's, there's, there's so many questions, but I think one of the interesting things that, you know, we try to touch on here on our 76 capital leadership series is, you know, what it really means to be a leader. What yeah. is it? You know, who are some of the people in your life? You know, I'd love to hear from you. Who are some people in your life that have been leaders that you've looked up to in, in over your career? Yeah, it's a really good question. I, I'm big, big believer in leaders. And some people lead by, you know, example. And some people lead by what, what they say and what they do. Um, without sounding too cliche, my father, you know, uh, in sales, leader of our family, leader of his company, high integrity guy. Um, so without a doubt, he's the first person that comes to mind, um, obviously as a mentor as well. Um, you know, I watched uh, the four, my four bosses for the first 13 years of my career um, and watched them lead. And sometimes you learn what to do. As you know, you also learn what not to do. And you watch other people's mistakes. We're all going to make mistakes. So watching, watching them uh, grow and make decisions has ha certainly helped me. And um, uh, last person I'd probably say is Wayne Kimmel. Um, uh, perfect example of someone that I can learn a lot from and is a great leader. Uh, not kidding, Wayne, uh, a great leader within, within our, our industry. Well, I, I appreciate that, Dave, and and I and I've and I've I've learned a lot from from you and all your partners about you know the, the whole sports industry and appreciate everything that we've been able to do together. And you know what I'm most excited about is what we're going to do in the future. Um, yeah, think about what how we really start to change the game in sports because you know sports is is it, it is it is the greatest industry uh, that that's out there. Um, it's it's also going to be as we both know that industry that's going to grow more than any other industry over the next decade. Yeah. It's incredible from a media perspective, from a tech perspective, from a, you know, the sports betting world, which is now, as we talked about earlier in the, you know, in the show, in the news section of, you know, would you ever think that you would have a fan duel work with a sports betting company work yeah. with a, a, an NFL team? I mean, it's unbelievable. We're all for it, you know, and, and it's been great for us as these categories like beer and betting and CBD and whatever have opened up. Um, we're, we're all for it. It's, uh, it creates more you know, opportunity and uh, elements for, for creativity to come into it. And you know, we're grateful to have the partnership with 76 Capital and to get a, a peek, just a peek of what you guys get to see on a, a daily basis is uh, a real differentiator for us um, as, as you guys grow at, at, at such a, a fast speed. Well, I think, you know, one of the things I'd love to, to wrap up with is, you know, we're both, you know, we're, all of us right now are, are going through this this time. We probably wouldn't be doing these um, these interviews from our homes, um, but we're in the middle of this unbelievably terrible pandemic. Uh, many of us have friends and others that we've known who have who've had this, this terrible, you know, disease, um, plus the fact now um, this this terrible murder that occurred in, in Minneapolis and all the other things that are happening across the country right now. Um, and, and as we both care, you know, about this world, wanting to make this world a better place, 
wanting to work with others and trying to, to, to help and make this world a better place. Do you believe that athletes themselves have, you know, because they have such large platforms, because they're so involved, do they have a responsibility during these times? How do you feel about that? The responsibility is a tough thing. I think like anything else in life, you need to follow your heart. And if you feel, and I've told several clients this, if you feel you want to be active and you want to, you know, be, be a voice and leverage your platform, I'm with you hundred percent. Um, you know, you got to do what feels right within your heart. Um, I think, you know, pre pandemic and even, you know, the, the George Floyd and all these protests, um, you know, sometimes being in, and there's lots of athletes that have been quoted, sometimes being outspoken and being political or having, being cause related or, or really active in the social world, sometimes that can hurt your marketing portfolio. And Malcolm Jenkins is, who's Malcolm Jenkins, who's a great guy, super smart guy, super talented guy, will probably end up on television or doing whatever he wants post-career. He said himself that post Super Bowl, he didn't pick up a certain amount of endorsement deals, but he was fine with that because he believes in the cause. So he's fine sacrificing that. So it's not about business. This is way bigger than business, right? I think at this point, this is about people and humanity. Um, so, you know, do I think there's a responsibility? If you feel there is, then do it. Um, I, I think that everyone, this time is giving people opportunity to look inward. And if you do look inward and you feel that there's a responsibility, then do it. Um, and I think that if you have the platform and you can affect one person's life, then do it. Um, you know, I think I can serve as a bridge, you know, to people. And I think we all can in different, in different circles and different worlds. We all touch different people. So, um, you know, I'm, I, if uh, I support all my clients, uh, regardless of where they come from, if they want to, and regardless of the cause, um, if they're not hurting anyone, uh, um, you know, or breaking the law, then you know, I'm, I'm, I'm for it. Well, that's tremendous advice. And I'm sure that all your clients, whether it's, you know, you, you talked about DeMarco Murray, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, um, you know, the list goes on of all of all the the great um, individuals that you that you work with. They're they're really good people. Um, it's been great getting a chance to spend time with all of them. Um, Eric Ebron over your shoulder again. I mean, it's just it's it's awesome that you you're able to do what you do. Um, thank you for joining us tonight. Really appreciate it. Um, it's been great having you and hearing the whole you know your story and Rubicon's story and what you do for for your clients and how you help them and. And, and quite frankly, help them make their lives better. And then also, you know, give them the kind of advice that we just talked about on, on the types of issues that are coming out in, in right. the world today. So that's how what we're doing. I think most people don't realize that these guys are people too, you know, and they have families. And just because you make a lot of money and play a sport for a living doesn't mean you don't have those feelings and stuff, right? So it's all natural. And I think it's a good thing that's happening in this world for, for people to be heard. Uh, hopefully it it uh, it fosters change and lasting change. But this was really great, Wayne. I'm I'm, I'm grateful that you invited me on, and uh, you know, thanks for putting this together, and 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 good luck with it. Hopefully, I'm, hopefully my content helps boost your ratings. Well, we, I, I think it, I think it helped out a lot. So thank you so much. 
Um, before we wrap up, just want to quickly remind um, our, 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 our viewers tonight on the 76 Capital Leadership Series. You can follow us on 76 Capital on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as our YouTube channel. You can find all our shows. And our next show is Sunday night. And as Dave mentioned earlier, Sunday night is Father's Day. Um, and, you know, Dave talked about his father and the influence that his father's had on him. We're going to talk about our fathers uh, on Sunday night. Um, I will have my partner, John Powell, um, Chad Stender, as well as Mike Schreiber. Um, the the um, four of us as partners at 76 Capital, we're going to talk about how our fathers influenced our lives and our careers. And we're really excited about uh, all the, you know, the, those types of stories and lessons that, that we've learned that hopefully we're able to um, instill upon not only our children, um, but our, our CEOs, our partners and, and others, and just do the right thing. Because as we always say at 76 Capital, we're all about working with the right kinds of people who are really passionate about what they do, who are smart, who are nice, and just want to truly change the world and do amazing things. And that's why we work with guys like Dave and his team at, at Rubicon, who are truly changing the world at, at Rubicon Talent and working with the really great athletes and, and just so many incredible things, as well as we talked about the WWE. We talked about, you know, the fact that they, they work with not only just professional football players, but they also work with um, Olympians and other broadcasters and um, a celebrity chef. So again, Dave, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Everyone have a, have a great night out there. Take care. Take care. In Philadelphia, reputation is key. No one knows that better than RushOrderTees.com. RushOrderTees has proudly printed high-quality custom apparel in Philly since they started in 2002. They take printing as seriously as their love for Philly sports, cheesesteaks, and that statue outside the art museum. No matter the order size or deadline, RushOrderTees has you covered. Start your design today online or give them a call at 1-800-620-1233. RushOrderTees.com, Philadelphia's home for custom apparel.